0: you're listening to the clear creek resources podcast from clear creek community church located in the bay area of houston welcome everyone to the clear creek resources podcast i'm rachel and i'm here with allison Swinson, who serves on our small group teams at our church and daniel lawson who serves in penn at our church on wednesday campus and we're stepping into what can be a conversation about moms working in the home or outside the home that can entail judgment, guilt, rigidity, Uh, but these women are loving and wise and whatever your life looks like, I hope that this is helpful and encouraging. Hey guys. Hey. Hey Hey friends. (laughs) I'm so glad that you guys are on the Clear Creek Resources podcast. Um, I feel like you've both been on before, but I don't think either one of you have. No, no. And it's a really good gift that you're both here. I'm excited. Because we're in a series about work. We're talking about the importance of work, that we're created for work, but all the complexity that can come with work. And I think for women and sometimes for moms, that is even more complicated. You know, there's already a lot that goes into thinking about that, but as moms, it can be hard. And so we just want to have a real conversation about that. And I'm really grateful that you're both here. So Thank thanks for being thanks here. Thanks for having us. So let's just start. First, just tell me your, your history of work. What's the first, the real first job that you ever had? Allie, what was yours? I was a dishwasher.
1: Yeah. At a prestigious beach club, I will say, is very prestigious, it's still there in Rhode Island. And I was 14 and wanted money. <clears throat> and so that was the first gig I could get into. So I was a dishwasher. I soon moved up to cashier <laughs> where I got the green polo and white shorts that they laundered for me. But yeah, it was a dishwasher because I wanted, I wanted to make my own money.
0: That's so great. My nephew's a, a best boy right now.
1: Yeah. yeah it's,
0: it's a great job. Well, I mean, it wasn't like, <laughs> I mean, like, it's a great job. It paid for really a well.
1: It paid really well. And I was able to save money and buy, I was on a swim team then and like buy equipment for my brother and I to get the equipment for the team. So that was my goal.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the dishwasher. What about you, Donnie? What was your first job ever? So, like, besides babysitting? Um, no, I mean, was that it? I
2: mean, babysitting. See, I didn't babysit. I babysat. Me either. No, I pet <laughs> sat.
1: There was no babysitting yeah.
2: for me. I babysat. But, like, beyond that, um, I cleaned an office building on the weekends. Really? So my siblings and I would go, and we would clean the offices and the restrooms and the kitchen. How old were you? Um, so I think I started when I was 15, And then it continued through high school up until college. so. I know. I was thinking
1: back legal ages, and I'm pretty sure it was like 14 for what I was doing. But 15 (laughs) is like where it is, I think, down here.
0: Yeah, my my first job was a lifeguard, which I was thinking through, you know, this whole podcast. Yeah, at at a pool. I I would move around between a few pools in the Friendswood area, um, but I didn't really like it very much. But it was just an easy job. And actually, I'm like I was thinking about this. You're a swimmer, and I'm I'm not like, actually not a very good swimmer, but, the- but <laughs> your you're water is safe. But you're water safe. You knew what to do. Uh, but you knew. Yes, yes, exactly.
1: Yeah, like, yeah, lifeguard's different than like competitive swimming. So yes. as long as you are safe and you can thank swim. goodness,
0: <laughs> I hope so. So what was so after that? So your first job? Um, did you guys? Did you both go to college? And then what, did you have a career path? What What was your first really experience in a career?
2: Um, I went to school for a nursing degree and then straight out of school, like went straight into, uh, the NICU. So I'm a nurse in the neonatal ICU.
0: And when did you start that? How old were you? Or what? Uh, I was so fine you've been to, doing that the whole yeah, time. Yeah. Um,
2: so no, I'm gonna give my age away. I've been doing it for 19
0: years. <laughs> <laughs> that's a long time, though. I mean, yeah. you're not old, but that's a long time.
1: <laughs> that was you. good. That was a good. Yeah, answer. that was a good.
0: Thing. <laughs> that's that's an am- am- amazing job to me. Yeah.
1: What about you? Um, I went to school and interned um, for an engineering firm throughout college in the summers, and then rolled right into ro- rolled right into working after I graduated. Which I'm like, why didn't I take a break? <laughs>
0: now, Isn't that' funny. Looking yeah, back. looking
1: back, mm-hmm. I'm like, why didn't I just take that summer? Yeah, like yeah. not even that summer. And I think it was, yeah, I just wanted to have my own money, mm-hmm. my own. It felt like I was independent when I had that.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I whenever I think about my first real job, it was right after school. And it's a lot moving. Yeah. I mean, you sound like you. it was, like, easier for you. Like, you just, you already knew that's really what you wanted to do. But for me, it was just, it was hard to have that responsibility that early. But still, really good. So you yeah. you rolled right into, like, you got your degree, boom in.
2: Uh, yeah, I got my degree um, and got married, like, a couple weeks after graduation, started a job, you know, right, yeah, right away.
0: Yeah. That's what I did, too. So what about with babies, did you, did you start having, um, you both have kids. How many kids do you guys have? I have three. You've got three. I have three as well. And you have three. So you have kids and um, when, how long did you work before you had kids?
1: Um, I had no interest in children or partnership really. Or for babysitting. Very, or babysitting <laughs> or being responsible for any human but myself um, for a while. Mm-hmm. And so I actually did not, I got married a little later. I didn't have my first child till I was 31. Mm-hmm. Because I just, until I became a believer, which was probably 26, 27, I didn't understand why you would do any of that. Mm-hmm. Like, why trust? Be Why trust your life with another human? Why do any of this? Until I learned the relationship I had with Jesus that it was like, oh, this makes sense why people do this. Yeah. And then that started a journey. So
0: 31, I had my son. And you were you were working as an engineer at that time?
1: <clears throat> yeah. Oh. I worked in industry for a while. And then I went to um, a university where I recruited for the engineering college and okay. ran some women in engineering camps and things like that and I st- I decided uh, when I had kind of maxed out where I could be that maybe mm-hmm. that was the time to start thinking about mm-hmm. family planning
0: <laughs> yeah what about what about you Donnie what did it look like for you
2: um, so I was I was kind of similar um, I I did not want kids right out of college it just wasn't even like on my radar mm-hmm. and so I think I was 28 when
0: we had our first child. Mm-hmm. So. And you were you were a nurse in NICU at that point? Correct. Did you did you work the whole time that you were pregnant too? Oh, yes. Yeah, I worked yeah. full time the whole time. So did y'all have a plan? Like did you know beforehand, um, this is what I want it to look like when I have kids and this is what my career is going to keep looking like? Did you have something in your head of what that was all going to look like? I did not. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't know. Um, like, I mean, really, right up until the end, um, didn't really have a clue what we were going to do, and we kind of made that decision each time we had a child, mm-hmm. um, what that would look like for us. Yeah. So, what did it look like at first for you? Um, so, at first, both of us continued working full time with our first child. We like, we're very fortunate. I worked shift work, and so I was able to work. A lot of weekends, um, and so we kind of shared, you know, parenting duties. So he would take care of our son on the weekends. I would take care of during the week. um, And then the few shifts that I had to work during the week, my in-laws and my mom helped out a lot. Mm -hmm. So we were both able to continue
0: working full-time. That community. Yes. So, Huge, what about you?
2: Um,
1: I didn't know. I knew I was going to stop working because I had done what I wanted to do. Um, there and, but I didn't know what life after that would look like. I always planned to jump back in somewhere, um, but I didn't have a plan at that point. Mm-hmm. We had our son, and then that was um, just putting all my effort there for the time being.
0: Yeah. So has has how you guys think about? You know, your work, has it changed as you, you both have three kids and they're getting older, like has, has it evolved or is it still just the same? You're just figuring it out. Do you have something in your head of what it looks like now? To be a mom. To be a mom and to think about what that means for you um, with work. So a cool
1: thing that's happened through my relationship with the Lord is Understanding my gifts and my unique wiring and that I got to use that mm-hmm. at home as well as if I choose to work somewhere. And so that's been really eye-opening for me over the last few years is, wait a minute, I don't leave my wiring at the door when I get home with my family. I get to use my engineering skills. I get to use my unique wiring with my family. And so that has really satisfied a lot of my desire Mm -hmm. to find something different while my children are young. But as they're getting a little older and I'm learning more about myself and my relationship with the Lord, I'm able to look out and be very picky. Before, I would chase bright, shiny lights because my capacity was, I, I could do a lot of different things, but to do what God has called me to do is a totally different ball game. Mm-hmm. And so in the recent years, I've been able to sit back in the time that I've been home and really figure out where where is God preparing me to be outside the home, if that's my choice, and what am I doing inside the home while I'm here? And it was just really satisfying to realize that, wow, I'm using my gifts and wiring at home. Mm-hmm. And that was really new for me. I was like, I'm an engineer. What am I like? How does that
0: correlate yeah. with
1: mom? And it does. And everyone's unique wiring does if that's your choice. Mm-hmm. And so that was really, that's kind of how I look at it now. It's still a journey, it's still a work in progress. But as I am pursuing my relationship with God, He is showing me things that I am able to utilize in the home to prepare me for outside the home, if that's. Where he's calling me?
0: Yeah, I think you you're you're saying so many important things just in that one answer. Um, one is that this is different for everybody. I think mm-hmm. you're very clear about that. It's your choice. It's mm-hmm. how God has wired you and called you. Um, and another thing is that God wires us for work, and I think this is an important part of this conversation. And that is in that sometimes is in the home mm-hmm. for some people. So when we talk about work, we're not necessarily talking about something that you're paid for and that you drive to. It's always (laughs) sorry, excuse me. (coughs) It's always a question, but it is um, those those two things don't have to um, be in competition. Although it feels like that sometimes for women, I think, yeah, yeah. And I love the fact that you also are talking about how um, God is just still leading you in that you know all the time. That yeah. it changes and your perspective changes, but you can just trust that God is doing, yeah. you know, with you if you're submitted to Him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about for you, Donnie? What did it, What does it look like for you? Um, so I've sure. kind of done like
2: a little bit of everything under the sun. So with kids, I've worked full time. Um, I've stayed at home full time for a season. I worked from home while staying at home for a season. Um, I worked part-time, like I've just, I've done it all. Um, currently I mostly stay home. I work, um, 12 hours a week. So I work one shift a week. Um, but every time, I mean, like you said, every time that we've come to like that decision, those crossroads where we had to make a decision of like what I was going to do, we just had to like go to the Lord and pray about it because there's not like one right answer. And so we had to figure out what was right for our family in that Mm -hmm. season
0: and where God wanted us. Yeah. So you've you've changed a lot. You have to tell us like, <laughs> how how did you know? Is it really you're just in a conversation with God and in a conversation with Lance and? I mean, yeah. you made your choices, yeah,
2: mostly. So um, I think when we had our third, um, just childcare was getting really expensive. My or mm-hmm. my pa- mom could no longer really take care of three young kids under four, um, so we were going to have to, you know put them in childcare somewhere, and it was just so expensive for what I right. was doing. Practical. Right. And so it made more sense for one of us to stay home. And at the time, my career, it was easier for me to stay home and then pick it up later. Um, and so that's like we made the decision together for me mm-hmm. to stay home full time. Did so. I? Oh,
1: no, 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 you go ahead. <laughs> I was, I love... Everything in what you've said is this partnership. You've referenced right. it. You've referenced, like, God's leading in you, but in partnership. And I, I I, just went, I love that because that's what it is, right? Like, right. we have partners who, are, who we can dialogue with and discuss these things with, you know, submitting to the Lord and ultimately where we go.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's also, they're hard... They're hard decisions. You know, exactly. I don't want to, I don't want to, like, fly over that because. Like, this is years of This is years. Years of. Yeah.
1: yeah, it doesn't come like,
0: oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah. That's and what fair. I will do with yeah. my life. Right. Well, <laughs> I think some people, they know. Like, I sure. do want to stay home or I do want to work. But for a lot of women, this is a really complicated decision. It affects your identity, it affects your marriage, you, you love your kids. It's just a lot of things that you are thinking about and caring about are like, that's how it was for me. Yeah, it's and I'm glad simple. you said
1: that because like, if we're discussing it as a timeline, right? But that acute time and space when we go back to, you know, 31, 32, and we're, or for some people, you know, 23, whatever, but it is... I mean, it's Mm all-consuming, and and I'm glad you said that, because it really is. Those choices? Those choices, because we are able to look back now and say, you know, this is how it looked for us, and Mm -hmm. it seems like we're talking, you know, we're talking really casually about it, but it is. It is, keeps you up at night, it's discussions over with your partner And then you take a break, and then you come back with your partner, and then you discuss it with friends, and then pray about it. And so, yeah, I'm glad you said that, because it really is. I don't mean to—I don't want to gloss over the weightiness Mm -hmm. of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of opinions out there. I mean, whenever I was sort of wading through some of that, I remember someone telling me, well, when I I chose to stay home for a a while, and someone said, but you're smart.
2: Really, yes. and I was
0: like, "Oh, <laughs> thank you." You know, as if you know, I mean, right. it, it just feels like a lot to, you, and everyone has something to say about it. Yeah. And so, I appreciate the fact that y'all are focusing on your, you're your spending time with God in this, and your partner, who is a huge part of this conversation. Yeah, um,
2: you know, I stayed home, like I said, full time after we had our third, and I stayed home for three years. Um, but I started noticing that it really started affecting my mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, I was depressed. I just, I wasn't doing well. And I remember going to Lance and being my husband and just like sitting down. We have to talk about this. Mm. We have to talk about where we're at and me staying home and what that is doing to me. And if we decide that it's best for our family for me to stay home at this point, then I can. But we just need to make a plan together Mm -hmm. because I can't do this on my own anymore. Not that I was parenting on my own, but struggling with my mental health on my own. Yeah. I love that. So... I,
1: I would say I have had similar snippets every few years of going to Brad, my mm-hmm. husband, and being like, I don't know what needs to change, but something needs to change, and if I'm home, that's great. I want to be all in, um, but I love that. Yes, we need a plan to to make this happen. Right.
0: Yeah, I think that's just incredibly helpful, and I was joking in the beginning, I hope, you know, husbands and fathers and brothers are listening because they're, they are an integral part of this. And being able, whenever there's so many opinions coming at you yes. and advice, and this is the right Christian way to do it, this is a biblical, you know, if you're a biblical woman, this is a way to do it. Yeah. And people will tell you all sorts of things about that. Being able to have a, a spouse and friends and partners who will come alongside of you, and you can say, I'm struggling here. And that doesn't mean I don't love my kids, Great. and it doesn't mean you know that I'm not um, happy here with them. But it means mm-hmm. something, and so how do I how, how do I walk through that? And it has to be with people.
1: Yeah, yeah, it has to be with people you trust, and and a lot of times it's just like let me get this all out <laughs> because I process out loud. And when I was first married, Brad was like. <laughs> there's a lot of information coming at me. <laughs> what am I supposed to what do I do with that? And so I've learned to be like, right now I just need you to listen. There's going to be a lot that comes out. I'll let you know what I need you to hold on to and we'll talk about that later. But I got to get all this out mm-hmm. because it is we feel I think in our because it's not just it's like the south, right? There's there's people who have opinions about what that looks like in the South. It's totally different for New England, totally different for the Midwest, totally different for the West Coast. And so we're inundated with this one perspective mm-hmm. in the South and in whatever region you're in. And so if you're, you're trying to bounce how God has wired you and what you want your family to look like against what the culture around you is telling you, and it, it is hard,
0: it is hard. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. And I think that is a really important point, that what might, what people might think looks godly in our space isn't necessarily the right thing for most of the world, and that's a good thing to consider. Like, right. which parts of this are the people around you telling you have to look like this, and which parts really are biblical? The, what, what is God really calling you to? Because that's not always the same thing. So to have that honest conversation is just really, really important. Yeah, and it's, you You have to, um, I think the,
1: before bringing it up, it's also really good, like we've been talking about, to have that conversation in a safe, more private place. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you kind of come out of that private place with a little more confidence and reassurance before um, kind of speaking it loudly to get all these opinions that maybe weren't asked for (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) that does happen a lot (laughs) so what do you think because you sort of alluded to this when you were at home it was a struggle sometimes so what do you guys think is is the hardest part of of being a mom who's at home who who really is the work is in the home what's the hardest part of that and what's the best part you can give me both at the same time
2: I think it's a long list of the hardest <laughs> parts, to be honest. Yeah. I, staying at home full-time was the hardest job I ever did, like, and I've worked a lot. <laughs> so for me, for sure. I, I think there are a lot of hard parts. One of the hardest parts, I think, is being needed 24-7. Mm-hmm. Like, there is no time off. You yeah. can't do anything without someone in your shadow following you around. And even, like, you don't get to clock out at 5 p.m., like, it's it's still going sometimes into the night even so.
0: It's exhausting. Yeah. That was it is. I think one of one of the things that I struggled right. with. And it can be good and still exhausting. Absolutely. It is those things, and I think it's you know, there's the stereotype, and everybody knows this isn't true, but you still sort of think it like, oh, you're like eating chocolate and watching soap <laughs> operas. It's not like that, it's <laughs> not, not quite all. like that, not at all. I don't think I turned on a TV for like <laughs> right. years, unless it was like kids' shows.
2: Yeah, <laughs> this is Disney movies, right? And Disney, that's it, that's what we watch. Yeah. Uh, Thomas the Train.
0: and Goldfish, and that was it. Yeah, <laughs> all over, Goldfish are everywhere. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I think it's all consuming. Um, it's an energy, it's a debilitating, um, it, it really, it's debil- it can be debilitating mm-hmm. in your energy. And then for me, the hardest part was finding how to refuel mm-hmm. and what that looked like. Because for me, it was, I couldn't refuel amongst my children. Um, I needed but that was another conversation I had to figure out. What mm-hmm. did that look like to refuel for me? Um, and so, uh, but the best parts are the giggles, the laughs, your present. Um, one of the most interesting things for my middle guy is lately, even before I came here, he's like, why are you always gone? And his little, in his eight-year-old perspective, I am not as uh, present as I was maybe in the home, because I'm doing things outside the home, but it was just, it still makes you pause. That's like a... That's, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I don't... Even though
0: you know. That's right. Yes. Yes.
1: And so our response as moms are to sit with them in that, because that is a valid, that is what he's feeling in his little eight-year-old heart and brain. But I still... I'm going to go. <laughs> you know, it's an obligation or it's whatever. And so, I think some of the hardest parts are when that happens, when you know their perspective isn't reality, but it still stings. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, checking in on my way here, Brad texted me because he heard the conversation and knew that it would just be like hard <laughs> yeah. because I was like, I'll be back, we'll sit and watch a movie, it'll be great. Um and Brad texted me and was just like, You are
0: you know, affirming that I am present. I am all those things. That's and a good gift. It is. I mean, that's really a big deal. I mean, I I really cannot just emphasize that enough. To have a husband who is able to set you free from some of that is just
1: it's like you're – you. Um, it, it's almost like you're sitting there like, it's not true. <laughs> that's what what the 8-year-old thinks isn't truth. Lord, what is truth? And then also to have, you know, affirmation from your partner is like like huge. That but, can just
0: reorient me yeah. at least. Yeah,
1: yeah and that's – so it's just – it is hard. It's hard to um, – a little bit of that guilt um, while also – knowing that this is right for this time Mm -hmm. in your life.
0: Yeah. What, what about for you? What, what has been, you talked a little bit about this struggle. Um, can you tell me more like where it came from and then also tell me what you thought was, um, the good part of being at home when you were the struggle of staying at home? Yeah. Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. Um, so I, I thought about this for a while. I think, so, like, I'm just a driven person, like, mm-hmm. s- from grade school on. Like, I'm going to get the best grades. I'm going to push myself, you know, whatever. Um, and when you're working and you're, when you're at school, you have a task and you complete it and it's done and you move on to the next thing. Like, you can feel this, like, a- accomplishment, right? Mm-hmm. And staying at home, I really struggled because, like, it keeps going <laughs> day, night, day. It just keeps rolling. There's no, like, I check this off and you – because you can't see – you can't see the, like, progress of, like, these little two-year-olds, you know, not till probably they're adults. You look like the back. The fruits of your labor. Right. Yeah. You don't see any of that. And I struggled with that a that lot is um, just because I just felt run down <laughs> all the yeah. time. Like, I was spinning my wheels.
0: It's a lot of work with what sometimes feels like, what am I doing? Right. Yeah. What am I doing? <laughs> I actually think my 70-year-old parents might say that about me still. maybe, maybe one day I think it's
1: also hard as we leave the house or staying in we're in control
2: Mm -hmm. right we
1: have we are like it Um, and then as soon as we leave it's that relinquishment of control the trust in who you've left to care for your children is you you trust Mm -hmm. and you know that whatever happens um, with them is, is, um, that you will be okay. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I think that's the, one of the hardest parts of leaving is that relinquishment of control and trusting yeah. that whatever happens on that person's watch, um, you will survive. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I know that one. Kind of dark, fast, but yeah,
0: no, no. I think that's that's true for all of us, and I think um, in every stage of parenting too, because there's always there's always something that you're releasing them into, and and it is a total lack of control. You just have to trust so much with your kids.
1: Yeah, and it's it's not even trusting the person, right? It's trusting in the Lord Mm -hmm. because He is the one who will you will survive whatever you face with, Mm -hmm. and so. It's you can trust your mother-in-law or your father-in-law or think they're <laughs> all sorts of different great things or not great things. But ultimately, you're putting your control into the Lord mm-hmm. with your children and what His plan for them
0: yeah. is. Yeah.
1: And that's hard. Trusting that's the that He's with thing. them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like really hard and the greatest gift
1: if, if, if you can 100%. get there. Mm-hmm. Because it's no different whether I'm with them, but yet we can reframe it if they're with someone else. Like Mm -hmm. the controller is still the same.
0: Yeah.
1: But for some reason, I know I forget when I'm with them that I probably got it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But then when someone else steps in, it's like, oh, Lord, like, (laughs) you know, like, take this. But really, it's all the time, whether we're with them or not. Mm -hmm. It just feels differently when there's a different human involved.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I've been like you guys, I've, I've stayed at home and I've also gone back to work part time and I've sort of done little snippets of all of it too. And I think one of the things that was hard for me was just feeling a little bit like I was lost when I was at home. Like uh, people didn't see me very well, you know, because you know, like, you're saying it's all consuming and that's what you're doing. And I just, you know, I was like, I'm, I love all these things, but. I'm my whole life is just these like babies and that just and even though it's really it's like to me it's like the good ne- the good things and the hard things are just of course always just intermixed it's like Great. that was so awesome and also really really hard and so that's why I love that you guys are talking about the people that you're with and just like if you can just say that out loud and there are people that see you it it can take that away you can you can still feel like you have yourself and these other things and be investing in your kids like you want to, you know? Yeah. So, so Donya, what you went back to, you went back to your work part-time right now? Uh, I mean, right? so we call it pretty diem, but yes, okay. it's 12 hours a week.
2: Okay. Yeah. So you yeah. say that so casually.
1: <laughs> I can't saying. remember the last time I worked a 12-hour straight shift. I'm like, like yeah, I mean, it's, just, like, like, wh- it's just my part on. time. It's <laughs> 12 hours a day. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah.
0: <laughs> Donnie likes hard things. She said
1: that. Yeah. I'm over here like, you say that too casually.
0: <laughs> so when you went back, uh, what was that like? And what was the hard thing? What was the good thing? So it's it's so crazy. The hard thing was leaving my kids, like yeah, you said. Right, <laughs> like, right? you're like,
2: I pushed for this. And then you, like, get there and you're like, yeah. oh, this is really hard. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, so that was one of the hard things was going back to work and feeling guilty about it because you don't know if you're making the right decision. And um, so that was the hard part. Mm-hmm. The good part was, I mean, it just – like twelve hours is just one shift for me, so it gave me just one little night because um, I work nights. One little night each week that you know I got to check things off, <laughs> you got to
0: yes, got <laughs> yes. to go out there and do the things, do the
2: things, and then I would go right <laughs> and <back>. see results. <laughs> yes, yes, immediate, yes. Yes. immediate.
0: Yeah, no, I think I think that's so great though because this is not this is not a simple conversation. It is complicated, and whatever you're doing, there's I think. Uh, People don't realize that, though. Like, as moms, it always feels, like, lost somewhere. Like, there's a little bit of a struggle there, which is just important to say out loud, Absolutely. you know, so that we can walk with each other and know that whatever any of us choose or are stepping into, that is hard, I think, no matter what you decide upon. Do You, you said mom guilt. Um, have have you all ever struggled with comparison, with looking at what other— Mom's. <laughs> Sorry, I <Sorry. Sorry>. laughing. Allison, Sorry. do you have an answer to that?
1: Um, I mean, all the time. Yeah, yeah. That's why I was laughing. Sorry, yeah. I, wanted, yeah, I really sure. wanted you to be able to get that out, but I was like, <laughs> I just can't. Um, yes, comparison. So my mom guilt isn't necessarily doesn't manifest out working outside the home or any of those type of details. It's more of, um. choices I'm making now for the trajectory of my child's life. And Mm -hmm. um, so I have a lot of guilt and comparison in like, okay, this person did this in life. This is how I did it. How does that work for my family? And what's been really funny is my kids are not like me. Um, And so it's going to be a different trajectory. And their personalities are different than me, and their likes and interests and
0: drive is too. That's that's, <laughs> and so that's a big deal. It's yeah. it, that's yes. funny, but it also is hard. Your it's, kids are it's, their it's, own people. It's yes. me
1: telling, yeah. And so with that, my kids' journey will look very different than a lot of families around me, where in our town, where in this area, and that I st- am currently in the weeds with because mm-hmm. I don't want, I grew up just, you know, you tell people how you're awesome and that's how people know.
0: <laughs> and what, if, do you, what do you mean? <laughs> I actually do not know. <laughs>
1: it means basically rather than showing your gifts oh, and see. letting them speak for themselves, you are telling people, assuming that they will take that word as truth and that they'll know you're awesome because you just told them.
0: You grew up like that? 100%.
1: Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's
0: really cool.
1: No, it's awful. Oh, okay. Because I you're constantly feeling like you need to tell people how great you are.
0: Okay. okay. To get
1: affirmation rather than just doing the work, being um, confident in who you are and your unique wiring, and just p- focusing on that rather than everyone else around you and how they're seeing you. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so for my kids, they could not care less about how they're seen necessarily in that way, but their journey is just going to be really different. So parenting that has been a struggle Mm -hmm. and it won't look, and it'll just look different. And that's hard.
0: Then it'll look different than your life and the people around you.
1: I think the stereotype that's around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just of how in our area, um, you know, I value education, but I think the education valued in our area is maybe on, it might be in like the maths, right? And not necessarily the arts sometimes Mm -hmm. and things like that. And so if our kids are really good at something that's different than that, then... it'll just be against the grain. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's kind of the journey I'm on right now with kids, just um, trying to get them into their interests. For example, I'm trying to be like, (laughs) trying to be not as specific, but for example, my oldest loves fishing. He loves science. He still wants to be a zookeeper. And that's really cool. Now my brain goes to Marine biology. Mm -hmm. You'll go to school. You're like, I got it. I got your plan. Now, I'm not going to tell him yet, but (laughs) this is for everyone else to know. Mm -hmm. You're going to go to school, college, four-year institution somewhere, and you're going to get a marine biology degree because then you can use that respectably with animals. (laughs) And so literally, this is the thought I've had with my son (laughs) wanting to be a zookeeper, not just that he could—and then I'm like, he'll be a zoologist. He'll go to school— Again, mm-hmm. before your institution, and I don't know that that's his journey, and so it's just as we parent and mm-hmm. just comparison, we're talking about for him, it will likely not look like a lot of the stereotypical journey, maybe mm-hmm. in a highly in a high socioeconomic area.
0: Yeah. So I think that's really helpful because you're you're, you're talking about the comparisons that are real out there. So this is going to look different for my kid than maybe for other kids. And also the internal, like, it might look different than what I want for my kid. Yes. And both of those things are really hard. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just the external pressure. It's also the internal, like, I've I've got this. Mm -hmm. But maybe, but maybe not. Yeah. What about for you, Danya? What's what's been a hard thing about um, comparison or judgment from the inside or outside so when I decided to go back to work um,
2: like again I knew that I needed it but you know just felt this tremendous mom guilt because you know we talked about everyone's going to give you your opinion yes they are and so like I I, I grew up in a place where like the woman stayed home the wife stayed home and she took care of the children and so for me to make a decision like that was was against the grain and it was against like you know I kind of push back against how I grew up in the views and all the opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was hard, like comparing my choice and our choice for our family against everyone else's. And so I think that's, you mm-hmm. know, where comparison came in for me. Um, and I struggled with it for a little bit. And I just realized I had to let it go because – Again, what's best for our family isn't always best for everyone's family. And we have to do, you know, where God has put us and what is good for our family at the time. And so I had to, yeah, just let comparisons go and just realize that I am not you, and I am not in your family, Mm -hmm. and you are not in our
0: family, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. There's different ways to be a mom. Absolutely. And different ways to find your work, too. You know, I mean— just like with what you're saying about you and your son, like there are different ways to do all of it, which is really hard to believe sometimes, Absolutely, but really important. So, so tell me how your, your faith, how, do, how does your belief in Jesus um, affect um, all of this as you walk through it? Because this isn't something that's going away either. All of these sort of hard things are going to continue.
1: Yeah, I think it's lonely. And so for me, it's constant check-ins with God. Where am I? How do you see me? And constant, just scripture references of how he sees me, that I am made in his image. And that is, and telling myself that that's all that matters because sometimes it definitely doesn't feel like that's all that matters. And so it kind of, in those lonely moments, um, just for me, it's constant Mm. check-ins. And constantly what I'm how I'm viewing myself, how I'm looking at the world, how I'm looking at God, and, and his constant reminder that mm-hmm. how he sees me and that I am created in him his image and I am enough. And I was created, you know, to mother these children and for a specific reason. And I don't know that <laughs> yet, but that gives me hope and that that they are made in his image. And so for me it's it's constant. Verbal affirmation from scripture mm-hmm. that keeps me um, grounded, but it's in that it's lonely because it's you and God, and it shouldn't. We are the ideal is that it would be all satisfying, but there are some really lonely moments where we're like, in Scripture, Lord, show me this, show me my value, show me how you see me, um, and, and He does answer. And it is beautiful, but it, mm-hmm. in that process is long, and it's not—it's not this moment in time where I'm reading the Bible and I, and you know, you hope, and He does speak to us through the Holy Spirit constantly. But it's like, are we listening?
0: Mm-hmm. I was just um, reading an article by Tim Keller, and he was talking about how sometimes it feels as if God is on audio, but the rest of the world's on video. It's mm-hmm. just way more in your face. It's more vibrant. It's just easier to believe. Mm-hmm. Which I think is, is is sort of what you're saying, and so I think um, being in the Word all the time and having husband and community around you who are reiterating the reality of you know what God says about you yeah. is just really important, but it's also really hard, and it can be really lonely and it's a long um, it's a long discipleship. Yeah. It's really just it's trusting God even whenever it is lonely, yeah, yeah. what about for you? I mean. I think faith is involved
2: in so many different areas as far as work goes and family. And so I touched on this a little bit. I, I, the first for me is going to God in prayer every time a decision has to be made about where I work or mm-hmm. when I work or all of that. Um And sometimes where God says, like, I want you here, sometimes it's easy. Like, sometimes I'm like, yeah, I love this. (laughs) Yeah, 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 this is great. And then sometimes, like a lot of times, it's really hard. And I'm like, but I don't want to do that. (laughs) Um, And so trusting that he's put me where he wants to put me at that time, um, relinquishing that control and just allowing me to
0: be there, um, yeah, is Trust, trust, trust. Mm-hmm. Surrender to Jesus, who loves us more than we love these babies and that we loves been them more with. too. Yeah,
1: they're His first. Yeah,
0: that's just what I hear you guys saying a lot. Just you have to trust. It's it okay to be, be honest in all of it <laughs> yeah. and love each other well in all of it. But ultimately, we have to just trust that God is with us and cares for us. Yeah. So,
2: and, and, sorry, I didn't mean. To no, get you. And sorry. He's put us there. For season, for a reason. You know, in Matthew it says, go, therefore, make disciples. Mm-hmm. So whether you're in your home, mm-hmm. like God showed me that as I stayed home. Like I'm making disciples with my time here. Yes. And if I'm working outside of the home, then I should be making disciples where I work. That is, the mission's the same both places. Um, and to kind of come to terms with that, I think it took a while for me, and but it was so great once. Mm-hmm. once that, like, got in my head.
0: Yeah. I mean, understanding that the really ultimately the goal is the same. Right. And he, he puts us in different places because we're different and unique. Absolutely. And he needs us in different places. But ultimately, it's about drawing people to Jesus for the glory of God. I mean, yeah. which is pretty amazing that we get to do that in all these different ways. So we're almost out of time, but if you were going to just, um, just speak to somebody who's maybe just starting in this journey or who does feel alone... You know, wherever they are, you know, what what's just something you would say to them as they're trying to think through what it looks like to be a mom and a disciple and maybe out there in the world? I think, oh, sorry. Don't I think. think, like, God has given us this beautiful community.
2: And I really think that if moms drew from that community, like the resources of that community more, it would just be so powerful. But I think a lot of times... Moms judge like, oh, you stay at home, or oh, you work and leave your kids at home. Like, you know, there's there can be this judgment, mm-hmm. as opposed to coming together. And so, no matter what decision you make is best for you and your family, um, and no matter what your neighbor makes, if we could work together and love each other well in those moments, um, like, so I'm just gonna give an example. When I stay at home and I can go to kids. Like parties at school, like the holiday parties, I take pictures of other, like working moms' kids and send it to them mm-hmm. so they, you know, can also be in that moment as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm constantly like picking up kids and taking them places mm-hmm. and just helping out. So I guess as we're making that decision, if we could look beyond ourselves, also mm-hmm. it would be so helpful.
1: I love that. I do too. Um, I would say sit in it. Um, be still in it and allow yourself time in the decision process. I think we feel so rushed all the time. And and it's hard because some of our greatest sorrows and greatest joys come from this journey um, of motherhood and parenting and all these things. And so I would say give yourself some grace and time and just sit in it and be still um, and don't be rushed. Don't feel rushed because it's a it's a decision. But also in that decision, you get to change if it's not mm-hmm. what works for your family. And I think that's another another thing that's not popular is like you get to make this decision, but then you also have the power to pray about it again and make a different decision. And so this does not pigeonhole you. For long, not it's not permanent. Uh, Everyone sitting at this table has been in (laughs) innumerable employment Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. all different places, all different industry, and we have we've made a lot of different choices. And that is, you are not stuck in this. Sit and make the choice for now, but you get to choose again if it's not the right thing for you.
0: And trust God that He is using you, even whenever it was hard.
1: Yes, and he, he always is you are. working
0: yeah. Yeah. Well I'm really grateful for both of you um, Everyone's situation is different I just want to reiterate that We don't think this is going to speak To everybody's specific situation um, But like you guys have said this whole time Trust God, submit to God Seek God out And just be honest with the people around you And then that's really how we get through Whatever we're doing but I'm really grateful for y'all. Lots of wisdom and love and kindness. So, thanks for being here today. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for listening today. I hope this conversation was helpful. If you want to watch the video of this podcast or share it with a friend, you can find it at ClearCreekResources.org. Where you can also find articles, music, and a lot more. Again, I'm Rachel. Thanks so much for joining us today.